Welcome to this special series for Proud to be GIM Week, brought to you by the Day Shift Podcast, the American College of Physicians, and the Society of General Internal Medicine. This series is sponsored by a Proud to be GIM grant from the Society of General Internal Medicine and features voices from guests in ACP chapter regions throughout the country. In this series, we will revisit important topics from our first seasons that highlight our values and why we are proud to be GIM. The mission of the day shift is to shift the way we think about diversity, equity, and inclusion in the medical field. My name is Alyssa Choi, the host of today's Day Shift podcast. I'm an internal medicine and infectious disease specialist, and I am the current governor of the Massachusetts chapter of ACP and the incoming chair of the ACP Board of Governors. I am very pleased to be joined by our guest, Dr. Carol Vincent. Hello, Elisa. It's so good to be here today. As you know, my name is Dr. Carol Vincent. I am an internal medicine specialist and I am part of the Massachusetts ACP chapter, but I'm also a founding member of the Massachusetts ACP JEDI Committee, which stands for Justice, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion Committee. It's great to have you here, Dr. Vincent. We usually use first names for our podcasts to keep the conversation informal. Would that be okay with you if we used first names? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. Thank you, Carol. So I look forward to speaking about the Day Shift podcast episode, Anti-Racism in Healthcare Education. I know you are a strong proponent of anti-racism yourself. I would love to hear your thoughts and reflections about that episode too. I think it was a very refreshing um, episode to hear, and I definitely encourage everybody to listen uh, to this conversation where Dr. Ryan Meyer, who's the current um, ACP president-elect, was a guest speaker. He made a very important uh, point about uh, the difference between a non-racist and anti-racist and the importance of teaching healthcare. With this, he gave several examples, and one that really uh, resonates it's where he talked about the current equation for GFR calculation and how it is made into a quote-unquote biological construct that there's differences between whites and blacks when the studies where this came from are actually not very well scientifically based studies. And so hopefully in the future of being anti-racist and being more proactive about making changes one of the points they make is trying to look for more evidence-based medicine to review whether this formula is something we can continue to use or maybe we have to look to something that is more scientifically based. And this is one of the examples, but there are so many other examples out there that teach us that possibly the way we learn medicine is not the right way to go. And there are multiple things that are changing going forward. And that was really not only enlightening, but inspiring and refreshing. I completely agree with you, Carol. First, what I really appreciated from that episode was the distinction that Dr. Meyer made about the difference between anti-racist and non-racist. And I know you and I have talked about that and in the work that you're doing in our chapter's JEDI committee as well. This has been a crucial component of the work that the committee is doing in educating our chapter. 
but I liked how he framed being anti-racist as being more active and doing something proactive against racism and racist ideas and being non-racist is really a passive stance. So I really appreciated that point. And I echo your thoughts about the biological anchoring that happens with a lot of what we learn in medicine and the idea that race is really a social construct and not biological destiny is such an important concept. And I'm really glad, as you have pointed out, that we're really coming to recognize how inherently biased some of what we learn in medicine may be when it's focusing on differences that are based on race, but not necessarily evidence-based in terms of the biology. So it was a really enlightening episode, and I really enjoyed listening to it. So I'm wondering, Carol, also what you felt may have been key learning points in that episode that you would want to recommend for either current or future general internal medicine specialists to take away from this important conversation? I think one of the most important ones that I probably learned is that don't take what you read in books for granted. I think it's always good to question. It actually brought me back to my times when I was in medical school and I read about those formulas or when I read that calcium channel blockers are supposed to be given to African-Americans as opposed to other medications. And I did question then, is this real? But it is on the book. And you assume as a student, this is what I'm supposed to learn and this is what's going to be asked on the test and this is how it's supposed to be. And I think this chapter encourages medical students to question where this information is coming from and make sure it is based on scientific data. The other learning point that I think is very important and we need to promote this in healthcare um, education is that we have to add social determinants of health because more and more it is obvious that it is not the biology of the person If we see that more blacks are affected by um, hypertension or diabetes or certain medical problems, it's probably not biologic. Maybe it's more the social determinants of health. And so this is an important theme that needs to to be addressed early in medical school. And currently, at least from what I remember in my years of residency, it was not, uh, it was part of it, but probably not as emphasized as it is becoming right now. So I think this is a very learning point and I'm hoping the future generations are going to be participating. And uh, one of the last things that Dr. Meyer puts an emphasis is the power of medical students. And he gave several examples as to how medical students can make a change. And so it is really empowering students who may listen to this to let them know that actually you do have power. You don't have to follow what your attending says. Please listen, um, question yourself, question your attending. And if you feel like there's any injustice, don't be afraid to raise your voice and move forward. So it really helps us to be active as opposed to passive, as you just said. I love those two points that you emphasized as may be evident to folks who follow along with what ACP does. ACP strongly promotes the focus on those so-called social determinants of health that you mentioned, Carol. And I couldn't agree with you more that we really need to think about what we attribute to biology 
as perhaps really related to non-biological factors and to not ascribe everything just to race, but rather what are these other socioeconomic or demographic factors, in other words, the social determinants of health that are really at play. And I also love how you spotlighted the uh, lifting up of the voices of medical students and to make them feel empowered about how they can make real change, seeing how socially justice-minded our medical students are in so many different ways really gives me hope for the future of medicine. So I do also agree. I loved that aspect of the conversation. So I wonder if I could shift gears a little bit, Carol, and get your thoughts about what aspects of this anti-racism discussion highlights the important and unique role a general internal medicine specialist can have, either in clinical care, in education, or in advocacy? I think the role of the general internal medicine uh, specialist has to be to lead by example. I, in my clinic, I teach medical students. And as I am seeing patients and they're shadowing me, I try to let them understand that when you come into an exam room and you see a patient, you have to see a blank canvas. There will have a medical history. You will read what's in the background because you have to prepare, but please listen to what they have to say because most there's been an infinite number of occasions where the patient has not been listened to and seeing you is the next opportunity they have to get it right. And so I think that is a very, very important role of the internist. And the only way to be anti-racist is to be a good listener and put yourself in the other person's shoes. And so I, I in particular, I feel very privileged that, that's, that we as general internists, we have the benefit to be that first contact with the patient. We are the people who are supposed to see what's going on from the beginning and refer and on the other side, we also have the privilege to see what the specialists are doing and put everything together. We are the patient's advocate. And so I think that's how the general internal medicine specialist on the day-to-day -day can be anti-racist because it's about listening and understanding that it is a human being that is in front of you and that you are listening to their story and it's through their story that you understand why is it that they have the problem they have or why is it that the problem has not been fixed and how can you help them with the knowledge that you have to move forward? Thank you for that really beautiful answer. I love what you highlighted about the physician-patient relationship, particularly of the general internal medicine specialist, particularly in primary care. And I also appreciated how you talked about seeing the patient, but really approaching the patient with a focus on listening to their story and to almost think about them as a blank slate so that you try not to come into that encounter with the patient with too many preconceived ideas about who they are. That is so powerful and so important to really let them share their story as opposed to us going in there with our own preconceived ideas and notions. And that just sounds like such a great, great approach. Your students are very lucky to have you as their preceptor. I'm sure they're learning a great deal, not just about anti-racism, but also about being a terrific general internal medicine specialists. So I could 
talk for many, many more minutes or even hours with you, Carol, on this topic of anti-racism. And I know we both share a passion for promoting anti-racism. However, our time for this episode is coming to a close. So in thinking about some of the highlights of our conversation, I do want to summarize that we really appreciated the distinctions that were made in that podcast episode, Anti-Racism in Healthcare Education, about the difference between a non-racist and an anti-racist, and really understanding that much of what we learn in medical school as medical students may not be so truly biologically anchored, and to really think about how much of what we think about related to race in our patients may actually not be biology, but might be these social determinants of health. And to really help give our medical students a sense of empowerment, they don't realize how much they could change for the better for our profession of medicine. And really appreciated you spotlighting just how important it is for us as general internal medicine specialists to help teach the future generation about really listening to our patients and letting them tell their story as opposed to imprinting our own biases and our own preconceptions. Thank you, Lisa. One last thing I can probably say is to all medical students out there, if you're listening and anyone who's learning, I think we're all learners in different stages in our life. I'll use Dr. Meyer's words and please remember to be using your flexing your cultural humility, humility muscles. And what does that mean? Be humble. Don't make assumptions and make sure you listen before you decide what's, who is in front of you. Also, understand that you have the power to change, whether you are a student, whether you are an attending in whichever phase of your life that you are. Being an anti-racist is that being proactive and seeing on your day-to-day life which changes that you can make. And so I encourage you to be more participative and to learn more about all these conversations as they are very inspiring and they will help you to know what the next steps are. And once again, thank you so much, Eliza, for having me here today. It was really a joy. Well, thank you, Carol. Dr. Carol Vincent, our wonderful guest for today's discussion about anti-racism in healthcare education and a true role model and really uh, a wonderful example of the general internal medicine specialist as teacher and mentor and role model. Thank you so much, Carol. So enjoyed having a chance to speak with you. So the conversation continues on Twitter with the hashtag proud to be GIM and the day shift. You can also join our Massachusetts ACP chapter on Twitter at ACPMA chapter. You can find the day shift on Twitter at the day shift. You can find me, Alyssa Choi, on Twitter at MAACP governor. And we'd love to see you there as you share with us why you are proud to be GIM. The Day Shift podcast and its guests provide general information and entertainment, but not medical advice. Before making any changes to your medical treatment or execution of your treatment plan, please consult with your doctor or personal medical team. 
reference to any specific product or entity, does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by the day shift. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by the day shift team are those of each individual and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the day shift team and its guests, employers, sponsors, or organizations we are affiliated with. The Day Shift podcast is proudly sponsored by the American College of Physicians, Southern California Region 3 chapter. Our theme music is brought to you by Chris Dingman. Learn more at www.chrisdingman.com.